Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 191 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. Lot going on at the agency level as far as how they are executing on their IT modernization, transformation, whatever you want to call that, as it underpins, Robert, the way that they deliver services for the citizens. Absolutely. There's, you know, tens of billions of dollars invested annually in IT modernization. That's over and above operations and maintenance. Where that money goes, how it's maximized, spent most effectively is an important job. I will note, since our guest comes from there, that the Small Business Administration's IT portfolio has expanded probably more dramatically than any other organization on the planet because it's had to meet such incredible demand under the CARES Act and other programs that Congress has implemented in pandemic response. And that guest is nodding his head enthusiastically as we talk about how IT underpins the work that an agency does. Tony Mitchell's director of the business management office at the Small Business Administration. Tony, welcome. Thanks for coming on the program. What are the pieces that you use, the governance or policies or whatever, to do the management of the business of the SBA as you do regarding IT? Welcome. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for inviting me to uh, this awesome podcast. Uh, And you're right. Uh, our portfolio within SBA, our IT portfolio, has increased significantly uh, based on the high demand of supporting small businesses all across this nation, especially during this continued pandemic that we're experiencing right now. So we've had an increase in funding from CARES Act and other uh, congressional authorities that have come to the SBA to support small businesses. And with that, there's been an increase in the amount of IT services that we provide, not only internal to SBA, but also to all of the small businesses that we support on a daily basis. So with that, how do you control all of this? How do you manage the increase? And with that, how do you manage the volume reporting, making sure you have all the controls in place, but at the same time, not constraining the program offices from continuing to do their mission? So we're actually in a process right now, as we speak, we are completely revamping our entire IT governance framework. So that one is flexible enough so that when we do get these surges up and down or in the middle, what have you, we're able to adjust that in a rapid way and to make sure that we get things pushed through that need to be pushed through more uh, efficiently and effectively. And then the other piece of it is, is to make sure that we are authorizing the CIO to operate within that Patara authority, making sure that we're not diminishing his role as the SBA CIO, but at the same time, making sure he is a key partner in working with all of our key stakeholders within SBA to ensure that across the entire enterprise that we're really implementing IT that is beneficial to the mission of SBA. Tony, your resume reads like a PhD in IT spending. And, and the government has had such a hard time getting a handle on overlapping and duplicative investments in IT. Can you paint a picture of how your role helps SBA get a handle on that and maybe some examples of, of how your analysis has helped improve the efficiency of IT investment in the organization? 
Yeah, absolutely. So one of the key things that I really love about the whole aspect of having a CIO and the CFO working together uh, in a key partnership that's very instrumental in managing the IT uh, portfolio is the aspect they both believe in the technology business management framework. They believe in TBM implementation. So that has been extremely beneficial for us to help manage and have that transparency of the total IT spend that's happening within SBA. And what we're doing right now is what I call is a TBM renaissance. So we went through the initial process of TBM implementation, making sure we met the OMB mandates and also uh, partnering with the TBM council to provide training to our IT workforce to try to, hey, get people to see the value of TBM. Well, we had some great successes, but also we have some hiccups and we have some failures along that path as well. So with that, instead of looking at those failures as, oh man, we really screwed this up. We look at it as this is a lesson learned. How can we go back and not redo uh, history all over again? So we're actually going through a huge change management aspect because TBM, when you really think about it, we're infusing TBM into our business processes. We're also implementing it into our systems of records so that we can have further transparency from an acquisition, from a financial management, also from an HR standpoint. Now that's aligned to the TBM taxonomy, which is helping us to understand the full complexity of the funding and the budget for all of our IT investments. But at the same time, you got to get people to buy into this. And if you're not focusing on the people, then I don't care what processes you have in place, you're still not going to get the total success that you're looking for. So we're actually doing a hybrid of both right now here at SBA. And it's been beneficial of what we're doing so far. So it's we're not there yet, uh, but I will say that as we go along this journey, it's better and more efficient of what we're doing than what we're doing in the past. When you use the term TBM renaissance, Tony, that implies to me, and you described it this way, I think, um, there was a period of activity, there was a, maybe a little bit of a lull, and now there's uh, a period of greater activity. What do you see in the future, not necessarily just at SBA, but just at using tech, applying TBM as a technique that will either continue to maintain that momentum that we won't see that lull again and that people will recognize the value and want to perpetuate that value, or that indicates that maybe that will be the period, that there will be ebbs and flows of the, uh, of the emphasis on TBM and that it's something that can come and go and still be an effective tool for you and your colleagues. How do, how do you see that working out? I actually see a bright future uh, in regards to TBM. And the way I see it across the federal government, and I think, uh, uh, Robert, you mentioned this, the total IT spend, if you look at it for the federal government, we're still spending close to 90 plus percent on O&M from my IT portfolio standpoint, why are we spending this much on legacy application, legacy systems, things that have vulnerabilities that could easily be uh, penetrated? Why are we not modernizing across the federal government the way we should? And I think with TBM, it will help us to take that focus off of su sustaining particular investments, but focus more on the modernization aspect as well. And because of that transparency and the ability to potentially benchmark not only against agency, against agency, but benchmark 
on the latest, greatest things that's happening in industry, I think that would give us more insight as to how we can bridge the gap between the sustainment aspect and the modernization aspect. So if we continue this track of looking at TBM, not just from a mandate perspective, but look at it as a successful framework in which we could build off of, I think we could definitely turn the tide as far as how our portfolio looks across the government. You made a powerful statement about the need to bring your people along with this journey, especially as you're, you know, launching a new buzzword methodology called TBM. The uh, not new, I guess. But my my question: You also mentioned other lessons learned. What are what are some lessons that you think our audience should take from your journey? Some of the lessons learned that we found out is with our IT portfolio, for instance. What investments are aligned to our actual agency strategic plan? What goals are they fulfilling? What is the real purpose of them? Why do we keep them? You know, sometimes we have an investment and we just dump money into it and we just keep it around and sustain it. Then after a while, you just have to ask the question, why the heck do we have this? And we started asking that question. And we asked that question to the investment managers. We asked that to the program managers, the investment owners. And we got some real good responses. And in some instances, it made them really think. It was like, wow, I never thought about that. We need to actually take a deeper look into this investment and really see what the mission criticality of it is if we keep it or if we actually retire it and build something that really fits the current context of the small businesses that we support. So it's definitely, you know, eye-opening to get the people involved that need to be involved. And we also found out as a lessons learned, I mentioned HR. We never incorporated HR into our TDM implementation. We just kind of just, hey, you know, we'll, we'll talk with them whenever we can. But we didn't realize how critical they were to this overall implementation standpoint. So now we're trying to bridge the gap. We're trying to say, you know what, our bad. We messed up on that. We should have got you involved in the very beginning. We're writing our wrongs. Come on board to the table and help us out with this. You don't want to check off HR. That's, <laughs> yes. that's rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it, it, we had some interaction. I want to uh, definitely say we had some interaction with them, but it wasn't at the level of where it should have been. You said earlier in the conversation, Tony, that you have seen as a result of the pandemic and the explosion in funding for SBA an increase in the services that you provide. And that was one of the things as we prepared to talk to you uh, that I was curious about. Are you actually doing more things or are you doing more of the same things for more people or on a bigger scale or whatever? It sounds like the answer to that really is both, I guess. It is. We are doing both. Uh, even with the aspect of the same things that we were already doing from a service standpoint, those have those services have grown tremendously. And then on top of that, we have new services that have come as a result of supporting small businesses during this pandemic. And some of those services we see, they are not going to go away as a result. They're going to have to continue to sustain. So with that, now that our budget is for the current things, and then now our budget is almost double as a result of you know the new services that we're also providing, 
how can we actually come up with a proper chargeback showback model that could really articulate the services that we're providing across the enterprise and get the necessary support in return to make sure that we provide those services with excellence. So TBM is kind of answering that question, but also we are going through a uh, revamping of our entire IT service catalog as well, because we realized that over this two year, two and a half period, we have took on a lot of responsibility for the enterprise infrastructure, and we need to clearly articulate exactly what we are responsible for and what exactly we're not responsible for. Um, and if we are in partnership with a particular program office, then how can we bridge the gap and make sure that we have a common agreement on who is responsible for what? So that is another key thing that is under, um, in the works right now. Um, and that's going to be a huge lift. And it's not going to be an easy task to complete, but uh, we're definitely up for that challenge. Final thought, Tony, how will you step back in well, I'll let you put, choose the time and determine this is working or this has worked the way that we intended it to, or maybe we need to refocus, fine tune, tweak, whatever. I would say uh, right now uh, with this, where our CIO, uh, Keith Bluestein, who's leading the charge and uh, with our new CFO that just came on board not too long ago, I think we're in the perfect position right now to really drive the whole change aspect of just looking at all of our current processes and making the changes necessary to move into the next level of where we need to be from a governance, IT financial transparency aspect, and of course, IT governance. So um, I'm excited about what the future is gonna look like for SBA um, in the next two, three, even five years from now. Um, the one thing I would definitely say I wish I could change, I wish I was here uh, maybe another year or so. I came on board here in 2020. I wish I was here a year before that. Uh, that way I could have learned more uh, about the current construct from an internal in-the-office aspect. <laughs> but, they really uh, threw you in the deep end. That's right. Yeah. So it was it was coming, guns blazing, here you go, run with it. So yeah. But uh, definitely, it's, it's been a great experience overall, and I'm truly excited of where we are right now and where we're heading. Tony Mitchell, the Small Business Administration, appreciate your insight. A great conversation. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. Uh, truly honored to be on here. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.